It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon et Simon. Welcome, bienvenue to the rendezvous. Before I start the show, go to the phone lines and answer your questions. I want to say one thing about my team. You know, because the rendezvous is a very small, tough, loyal crew. Jill, Adam, Miranda, and your humble servant. And so, um, at the command of all of this, and who makes the sound what it is, who makes the show where it goes, is a man called Adam Thompson, who is a technical genius. And so without him, many nights as I'm home, he has fixed last minute the computer so I could do the show. So I dedicate this show to our local genius and engineer, Adam Thompson. This show's for you, my man. Now, if you have questions about love, relationships, or Adam Thompson, call me, 855-905-8255. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Bonjour, Violette. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good. Welcome back to the show. So I know you have an update and a question. So tell me what's going on. Okay. So I actually talked to you a while ago, and you gave me advice to block the guy that I was seeing that had a girlfriend because we were trying to be friends again. And you told me to block him, so I did. And when I blocked him, he actually um, ended up reaching out to me on a different number and told me that he wants to be with me and see where things can go. He's no longer with his girlfriend, and we've been seeing each other ever since. So thank you for your advice, and you were right, and we're doing thank great. You. And the question that I have for you is now that we're doing so good, I'm a personal trainer, and he wants yep. me to train him. And I'm kind of nervous because I've never trained anyone that I've dated before. So I don't know. What Do you, do you think I should say no? Do you think I well, should train him? Now, Violette, before I answer, what makes you nervous immediately when you heard that? What do you think made you nervous? When he was asking me to train him? Yeah. Um, that I wouldn't, like, in his eyes, maybe be good enough. Or he would, like, I don't know. I see. So like, you would be like... when you're training clients or when you're training someone you know and that, like, you like and you value what they think of you, it makes me so nervous. Okay, I get that. So here's a good compromise. I would say this. I would say, li listen, uh, let's not mix business and pleasure. So I'd be happy to show you a few moves or a few uh, important, you know, uh, uh, position to train when you lift weight or whatever you think. But I can't train you and it just, it, it's not what we're about. It's going to kill the romance. Said, so, you know, for us, we have to keep the romance alive. And uh, working together, whether it's training, whether it's something else, is not good for the romantic side of the relationship. So my advice is let's compromise. I'll help you when you need me to help you, you know, if you want a video or something. But it's better you have your own trainer and I train my clients. He said and then you also say, listen, I'll be honest, I train people all day, I get paid for that, but at the end of the day, that's not what I want to do with my partner. So let's do something together. Maybe we go jog outside, maybe we bicycle together, we do something together. I just don't feel comfortable, you know, just uh, having you as kind of a client it's just not what I do, but I'll be happy to help you. And if you have any questions about how to train, of course, you can ask me. Okay, awesome. That's good advice. You're so good. Yes. Thank you. You're most welcome. Remember this. Anytime your intuition makes you nervous, you have to respect your intuition. We have to mm -hmm. always find a compromise that respects your intuition so you're comfortable and your partner is comfortable, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, Violet, good luck with everything. Thank you for calling in the update, and have a good night. Thanks. Same to you, Simon. Do you think it's important to set kind of boundaries, to set limits to what we can or cannot do together? 
I want to talk about that next. When you're in a relationship or if you're married or in a partnership, do you think it's important to set boundaries? Just like my last call of Violet goes, you know, I don't feel comfortable training my, my, my partner, my boyfriend. Uh, just this is what I do for work and I just don't feel I want to mix them. It makes me nervous. don't want to be judged. So do you think like her, it's important to set boundaries that we don't do everything together, that we try to work separately, that we don't mix business and pleasure, that we have time for ourselves, that literally we oxygenate the relationship by separating also our day life. And if we can, because I know with the uh, quarantine is difficult, but how important is it to have time for yourself when you're in a relationship? I'm going to tell you what I think next. Stay with me. Do you think it's important to kind of oxygenate the relationship by having time for yourself, time to work by yourself, not work with your partner? Uh, separate, you know, love and business, separate, you know, our personal life with our business life and also have just time to recharge, time to, you know, think by ourselves, be by ourselves. I think so. I think that just like business trips and, and, and work is, is the oxygen of good and healthy relationships, we have to be separated at one point. And I feel like when we try to do too much together, this proximity kills the romance. We have to have time that does not include our partners. And then we go back at night and or we get together and we have more stuff to talk, more stuff to share, instead of doing everything together. So that's my advice. If you can, Keep business and love separated. I think it's really healthy to do so. And you have more to share than uh, at night and when you are together. That's what I think. But I'm interested to know what you think. Go vote at one of radio. I'll post the questions. Calls are next. If you have a question about your relationship, just dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, May. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What's going on with your boyfriend? How can I help you tonight? Well, uh, my boyfriend recently moved in with me. It got really serious. We were dating long distance for seven months. And okay. when I would go visit him, um, we would stay in the same bed overnight. When he came to my place, we would stay in the same bed overnight. But now that we live together in the same house, he says that his sleep is really important and we need to sleep in separate beds. Now, how does that make you feel? Um, kind of like a bait and switch. Like I was told my relationship would be one way and now it's not because I always pictured you know my forever person to be someone I wake up beside okay so good point the second question I have is uh, because when long distance people get together they have more ooh-la-la right so do you think that there was a lot of ooh-la-la because of the long distance and he couldn't sleep and that's that's what's going on or it's not related to that he says it's just related to being a light sleeper, and I do notice that, like, if I even move a little bit or, like, get up to go to the bathroom, he'll wake up and have a lot of trouble going back to sleep. And he, mm -hmm. um, I guess when we were doing long distance, he was just kind of making it work because he had to. Okay, so I guess he's an honest guy in that sense that, you know, now he's told you how it is. And the question for you, and it's a, it's a key one, May, is now you know all that and we can't change him. I don't have a formula to tell a light sleeper be a deep sleeper. And, and so obviously this for him will be a deal breaker. So is it for you a deal breaker? If you ask your intuition, do you think you can go out and maybe you know even marry a guy that won't sleep with you in the same bed for the rest of your life? That's a hard question. That's the one I've been asking myself. Um, I'm thinking I need to just get used to it because I am in love with him. 
Okay, every answer is good as long as you follow your intuition, as long as you don't betray yourself by fear of losing him, right? But there's a lot of people that also sleep in different beds and they stay together 50, 60 years. Uh, there's some people who even say that it's the privilege that, you know, you have your privacy, you can close your door, you have less fight. So if it works for you, it'll work for me. I, I, I said it's okay to go. As long as you don't sacrifice your own happiness by fear of losing him. That's good advice. All right, man. Yeah. So uh, good luck with that. You know, I like your open mind uh, and, and just, you know, see how it goes. Okay. Thank you. And can I just say I listen to you all the time and you've helped me through so many relationship problems, like hearing other oh. guests come on the show and say things. And your advice not only helps them, it helps me. Like you really make a difference. So just want to thank you. Oh, thank you so much, May, for your kind words. I, I do my best every night, you know, that's the show. But thank you very much for listening. Thank you and have a good night. Okay. You too. You know, I have a question. Have you ever sacrificed your own happiness by staying with somebody because you were afraid to be alone. Let's talk about that next. Have you ever sacrificed your own happiness by staying with the wrong person just because you were afraid to be alone? Because that happens a lot. It happens to friends of mine. It happens to uh, some of the callers I got, like, you know, man, I would just talk my last caller. And uh, it has happened to me too. And what I want to do is tell you a story of how in my younger days I stayed for a long time with the wrong person for me, I think really by fear of being alone. Um, you'll understand. I'm going to tell you that personal story coming up next. Stay with me. Have you ever stayed with the wrong person, sacrificed your own happiness because you were afraid to be alone? I've been in that situation more than once, but I remember coming from France to America not knowing many people, to say the least. And so I dated this wonderful girl, but she was not right for me. So um, we stayed together, but she was a party girl, and I just don't do that much. And um, we were just different. We had wonderful times, and she had a great sense of humor, and we had wonderful times. But she, I think she was a bit toxic for me. But I was afraid. I was alone a bit in America, and I stayed with her, I think, too long, um, just by fear of being alone and being an unknown. Looking back, I would have not stayed with her and I don't think she would have stayed with me either. So, have you ever stayed with the wrong person also because you were afraid to be alone? I'm going to post that on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. Check it out and you call the next. A question for me? Dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Marjorie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Marjorie. So, I understand you have a question about you and your sister for me. What's, what's going on? Well, okay, so you know when, when you're super young, you're like 12 years old, and you say you have a boyfriend, but you're not actually really dating. You kind of just right. have crushes on each other. Um, right. So I had a guy named Derek, and we were really good friends, and we always said we were boyfriend and girlfriend. But we were 12, so we weren't really dating, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fast forward 10 years later, and my sister comes home with him, and now they're dating. And at first, wow. it was awkward, but I got used to it, and they've been dating for a few months, and now I've kind of just accepted it. But now he's been coming on to me kind of and emailing me and messaging me and texting me. And I don't know. It feels a little bit inappropriate. Like, it feels like he's hitting on me, and I don't really know mm. what to do about it. I don't know how to tell my sister. And in the same breath, I still kind of like him. So I don't really know what to do. 
I see. But you actually never kissed the guy at 12, right? Or anything oh, happened? We did, we did kiss, yeah. Oh, a smoochie doochie. But that's as but far that's as it, it gone. Like, and holding yeah. hands. But he keeps just, like bringing that stuff up. Like he thinks it's like fun to talk about. And I feel like that's not, it's a little immature and very inappropriate. And it, I don't know, it makes me kind of like think about, oh, what if, you know, what if we did work out or what if we actually did date and give it a shot, you know? I, but um, your sister knows you guys dated. No, she doesn't remember that? Or dated she does, or like but she didn't something. really take it seriously, you know, because we were so young. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you said something intriguing. You said, but I also like him. I still like him. And I, so you enjoy the compliment and the flirting too, don't you? Yeah. Okay. So I think it's kind of like looking at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, you know, what's right and what's wrong. Because you can tell me he's, he's wrong. Maybe he is. But you're also wrong because you enjoy it, right? So there's, it's like I think first and foremost, you've got to say to yourself, listen, it's my sister's boyfriend. He's out of reach. And i got to stop this. And for that, you're just going to tell him, listen, it's inappropriate for both of us. I think that you shouldn't compliment me anymore. You're with my sister. And don't take it bad. But, you know, I think it's best that, you know, we just are friends. No compliment. Nothing like that. Let's not remember the time. We hold hands and nothing. We don't need that. Things have moved on. I have moved on. You have moved on. And I'm happy for you and my sister. But that's that. Okay. You're right. Okay. I, thank you so much. I always love your advice. Your show is so good. It always feels so helpful. Well, thank you, Marjorie, for your kind words. Thank you so much. And I wish you a wonderful evening. Thank you. You too. Oof. I just got an interesting Twitter DM from Emily, who has a question about the man she's been dating for only two months, and something is up. Let's go to her Twitter DM next. So I got this very interesting question from Emily. She sent it to me through my Twitter DM at one of radio. She goes, I've been dating this guy for the last two months, and he still hasn't tried to ooh-la-la with me. We've kissed, but that's it. I've never been in a situation like this before, and it makes me feel like there's something wrong with me. What should I do? Ah, that's a good question, Emily. What should you do if two months later, after kind of dating and kissing, your partner still hasn't initiated any form of heavy making out or ooh-la-la? I know what to do, and I'll tell you that next. Simple question for you if you're Emily who just sent me that Twitter DM at Rendezvous Radio. Uh, she's been dating a guy for two months, and he still, still hasn't tried to ooh-la-la with her. They've kissed, that's that. And so Emily asked me, what should I do? You know, um, Here's my answer. Next time you guys kiss, you know what to do. You get my drift? That's it. And if the man steps back, or you feel he's pulling away, then it's not something wrong with you, Emily. It's what's wrong with him. And you don't want to be with a man who doesn't want to ooh-la-la with you when we're dating. Because when we're in love, we make love, right? If somebody doesn't want you physically, well, it's maybe a good friend, but it's not a potential partner. So next time you kiss, go for it. And that's as direct as I can be on the air. Thank you so much for the Twitter DM. You calls are next. If you want to share a personal romantic story, The Rendezvous is the perfect show for it. Just trust me and call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Madeleine. Bonjour, Simon. <laughs> Bonjour. So, I understand you have a love story, but uh, you kind of gave chance to uh, age difference. What happened? Yeah, so um, 
I met this guy. He is eight years younger than me. So I'm in my 30s. I'm 33 years old, and he is 25. Okay. So you can imagine that I was a little um, skeptical of pursuing anything with this individual, but um, I decided to give him a chance and go on a go on a date with him. The first date went well, but what I wanted to talk to you about was our second date, which I thought was really cute. Um, mm-hmm. He actually... He knows that I'm a dancer, so I dance for a living. I'm actually a, a belly dancer, and um, but I love all kinds of dance, all kinds of music. So at two o'clock in the morning, he asked me if I wanted to go for a drive. So we drove along the beach um, under the stars, and we blasted some music. And then when we stopped at the beach, we had our own little dance party outside of his car for I don't know what seemed like forever. Um, and I don't know if I can say this on air, but after our little dance party, we did end up, um, taking a little dip in, in the water. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely nice. Um, even though he's a young gentleman, I feel like he's very considerate and definitely listens to the things that I'm, you know, he pays attention to the things that I'm into or else he probably wouldn't have created such a cute, um, spur of the sure. moment date night. <laughs> No, absolutely. How did that make you feel that evening uh, with him, that late evening? And, and it, just describe in your own words what emotions you felt spending that late evening and then the ooh well, and everything to, else. Not to sound cliche, but I definitely felt young again. There's, It's crazy how, you know, I've focused, I have focused so much on dating um, men that are older than me around my age due to maturity levels and things like that. But I realized yeah. quickly that night that you don't, you know, it's okay to still be young, have a good time. Um, you know, it's, oh. it, there could be a good balance of both, you know, Absolutely. so it made me feel really good. <laughs> I love that. And I, I love the smile when you're talking. I can hear you happy just talking yeah. about this story. So the, the happiness is, is a wonderful vibe. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I agree, age is not the issue. Uh, when it comes to dating. It shouldn't be, and it shouldn't stop anybody to be happy with each other. So, well said. Thank you so much for sharing, and have a good night, Madeleine. Thank you so much, Simon. You are welcome. Bonsoir. Good night. Let's finish the show with an ooh question for you. Does ooh for the first time with a new person make you nervous? Yes? No? Let's talk about it next. Question for you. Does ooh-la-la for the first time with a new person make you nervous? Right? You know how it is. You meet somebody, you go out with somebody, you smoochy doochy with somebody, and then comes the time for the ooh-la-la for the first time. Does it make you nervous? 55% of you voted yes, and 45% of you voted no, and always go vote at Rendezvous Radio where I post all my questions. Um, I'll answer. I mean, can I be honest? Yes. I think I'm always a little nervous, a little, 5 to 10% every time it's the first time, just because it's new. So that's my answer. So I'm part of the yes, I guess. Thank you so much for voting, by the way. Thank you for participating in my social media life at Rendezvous Radio. Don't miss it. Join it. Join us. Join me at Rendezvous Radio. Thank you so much. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.